Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm Senior Pastor Team Leader at Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. We are continuing with our studies in 2 Timothy and we're thinking today about the secret of suffering well and we'll also have a reading from Psalm 119. First of all, a word of prayer. Lord, we come to you, the God who loves us in Jesus, the God who is present with us by the power of the Holy Spirit, the God who calls us to trust and hope in you. We praise you that we can do this because you are entirely trustworthy and hope in you is a sure and certain hope. So, Lord, we trust and we hope. And we trust in you right now for your presence and your leading as we look at your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Psalm 119, and we are reading the section that begins at verse 73. Your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. May those who fear you rejoice when they see me, for I have put my hope in your word. I know, Lord, that your laws are righteous and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. May your unfailing love be my comfort, according to your promise to your servant. Let your compassion come to me, that I may live, for your law is my delight. May the arrogant be put to shame for wronging me without cause, but I will meditate on your precepts. May those who fear you turn to me, those who understand your statutes. May I wholeheartedly follow your decrees, that I may not be put to shame. And then over to 2 Timothy, chapter 2, and verses 8 to 10. Chapter 2, and verses 8 to 10. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. So, verse 9, suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. Suffering is one of the big themes of 2 Timothy, suffering for the sake of Christ. And we see that Paul is not only under arrest here, but he is in chains. Sometimes in his ministry, he's been effectively under house arrest, at least with companions, It's not pleasant, but it's easier to bear. 
Here at the end of his life, it's much more severe. We should probably imagine somewhere cold and dank and dark, chained up for most of the day and alone. Suffering is part and parcel of the normal Christian life. And we should note that Paul is suffering for the gospel. Verses 8 and 9 make that very clear. It's important to pause and to mark that. As gospel people, we will experience suffering. It will come when we are faithful. We suffer because we are part of a broken and hurting and fallen world. And so there is that level of suffering. But there is also the suffering that comes because we are faithful believers in Jesus. Sometimes people wrongly try to drive a wedge between Jesus and Paul. And this is quite wrong. But even if we accept this for a moment, we can't get away from this. For Jesus also challenged his followers about suffering. There is the challenge to take up our cross daily and follow him. And so suffering is part of the faithful Christian life. Being forewarned is being forearmed. This isn't always teaching that is given. And sometimes we can just think that the Christian life is one joyful experience after another. Yes, there is joy, but there is suffering as well. Learn this, know this, mark this. Have this as part of your thinking about the Christian life. How can we endure in those times of suffering? Perhaps right now you feel this. How can we survive, let alone thrive, as we face difficulty, hardship, suffering? The secret, I believe, is at the end of our reading for today. The phrase, eternal glory. Paul can endure through terrible suffering because he knows eternal glory. It's hugely exciting. 2 Corinthians 4 talks about the weight of eternal glory and contrasts this with our light and momentary sufferings. And it's the same idea here. The eternal glory which is ours is so much weightier than what we suffer now. We might think of an image of some old-fashioned balancing scales. And on the one side, we have suffering. And for us, it's heavy. A number of weights are loaded on, and it's really difficult for us. But when the eternal glory is placed on the other side, then the scales balance down on that side because the eternal weight of glory is so heavy, it's so solid, it's so real, it's so permanent and wonderful. And so for Paul, there is real suffering in his presence, chained in inhuman conditions. This is in many ways a heavy weight, but the eternal glory outweighs this all to such an extent that the heavy weight of suffering seems light in comparison. 
And it's so for us. The call is to focus on God and the gospel, to press into this. We can know this eternal glory right now. Certainly it's something that is future, but it breaks into the present as well. As we seek God, as we pursue him, as we press into our relationship with him, we know more and more of this eternal glory. We are getting ready for eternity. Whatever we suffer, great as it may be, it is of nothing compared to the surpassing, weighty glory of Christ. If we know this, then we will have learned the secret of suffering well. Let's bring these thoughts to our God in prayer. And as we have thought about suffering, let's pray for those who suffer particularly today. Lord, as the community of people who listen to these podcasts, we want to lift one another to you, other listeners. And for those who are suffering especially, we pray that you would just reassure them of your love. We pray for deliverance, whatever form that deliverance may take. We pray for strength and help. May you, the God of all comfort, comfort those who suffer today. And Lord, may we press on more and more that we might just know the weight of eternal glory that is ours the wonderful salvation that is ours in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Knowing him, developing our relationship with him, recognizing our glorious inheritance in Christ. Lord, as children of the living God, we recognize that we have all good things. And so, Lord, we praise you for this eternal glory, this weight of glory, beside which our sufferings, heavy as they may be, are actually light in comparison. We thank you and we praise you for your love. We thank you and praise you for the Lord Jesus, who died and rose again. We worship you for the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.